Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 wtc minneapolis st paul fm 107.5 k298co minneapolis intelligent radio with srn news i'm jason walker president trump downplaying the impact of a huge cyber attack on government computer systems white house correspondent greg plugston in his first public reaction the president said the hack is far greater in the fake news media than in actuality he tweeted that he's been fully briefed on the hack and that everything is under control he also faulted the press for suspecting russia is behind the attack although secretary of state mike pompeo said friday night that russia was very clearly responsible Mr. Trump also suggested that China could be involved. Greg Clugston, Washington. Negotiators down to a handful of remaining issues now as they seek to finalize nearly $1 trillion COVID-19 economic relief package. There is growing optimism the overdue talks could very well soon produce some type of an agreement. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. I'm Mark Davis sitting in for Hugh. We'll look at the growing number of government leaders in the U.S. who have gotten a little too friendly with China. On multiple levels, they're compromised. Join us for our program and sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Whether you're listening from outside the Twin Cities or in AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Brian, and for the weather today, it's going to be a high of 29 and cloudy. Right now, our sister station, thefishtwincities.com, is spreading Christmas cheer around the clock. Tune in for holiday classics, plus brand new Christmas songs from today's top Christian artists. Christmas music on thefishtwincities.com is brought to you by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog shotinthedark.info, the, the the show that is making talk radio great again. Uh, welcome, thanks for joining us here again today. Uh, again, the phone number six five one two eight nine. Four four eight eight. You can also join us on Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's N A R N Show, or on Parlor if you don't like uh, Jack Dorsey going over your uh, postings with a fine tooth comb for political correctness. Uh, my tag is Mitchell with two L's. P Berg. It's one long word. Mitchell P Berg. Yeah, it's the closest to my name I could actually get. And uh, yeah, it's it's a long story, but I hope you can join us by any or all media. By the way, so 651-289-4488. So I have parents who are, uh, shall we say, senior citizens up in their 80s, varying levels of health. And if there's one thing I've certainly learned in the last year is that medicine is expensive. And one of those things that's been thrown out there as a no-brainer for everyone on a policy level is we need to clamp controls on the prices of our medication. Seems like a no-brainer. Got to help the seniors afford the meds. It's not that simple. It never is. And with us to discuss the issue, the players behind the issue, and perhaps how we can respond to this issue, my pleasure to welcome the broadcast from American Commitment, Phil Kirpin. Phil, welcome back to the broadcast. I believe we've had the pleasure before. 
Hey, Mitch, great to be with you. Great to be here as well here. So, again, as I was saying in the setup, it seems like a complete no-brainer. May as well, I mean, the big pharma is making or making uh, raking in money hand over fist these days on, on some of these meds that cost, in some cases, I can tell you from personal experience, a 1000 bucks a month or much more in some cases. Why not clamp on controls? I mean, who loses but big pharma, Phil Kirpin? Well, the uh, the challenge is with any price control, you get scared, you get shortages, you get uh, scarcity as a consequence of price control. And when you price control something like gasoline, it becomes really obvious uh, what the shortage, what the induced shortage is, because you have long gas lines and people yep. get angry about it. And eventually, they say the prices rise again. When you price control medicine, you don't get a shortage of pills or of injections or of a particular medicine that already exists because the marginal costs are very, very low. Those are cheap and abundant to produce. Uh, what you get a shortage of is innovation of research and development of new cures because developing a new drug and bringing it to market costs over $2 billion on average uh, with the development plus all the regulatory process and so forth. And so if you say, we're going to have government set the price, it's going to be a low price, that'll feel really good and it'll be really good for the people who are buying drugs that already exist. What it'll be really bad for is the next cures that we'll miss out on. And the really insidious thing about it, Mitch, is it's, people don't see what they're missing out on. And so I think if we go down this path, uh, we'll never exit from it, and we'll never really know uh, what miracle cures would have existed if not for the price controls. And so that's the danger of prescription drug price controls. Now, all of that said, we have an extremely unfair state of play globally right now where in uh, all of the other rich countries, for the most part, Europe, Japan, Canada, and so forth, they all have government set prices and sort of arbitrarily low prices for prescription drugs. And the reason they're not suffering from a shortage of R&D is that we're pulling the freight here in the United States. So we're covering the cost of developing new cures, uh, essentially, at the place where you can get a, a market price uh, during the patent life of a new drug. And they're sort of along for a free ride at much lower government set prices. And so that's why, uh, yeah, there was a lot of intuitive appeal behind what President Trump recently did, where he said, look, in Medicare Part B, uh, which is physician-administered drugs, we're going to pay the lowest price of any of the other rich countries. And he has this most favored nation order. And, you know, there's a lot of logic to that, especially if you back it up with trade negotiations and you convince these other countries to let their prices rise so that ours can fall and we can meet in the middle and we can have the same strong incentive for R&D, but spread among the rich countries instead of all being borne by United States consumers. What I'm really scared of, Mitch, is that Biden's going to say, oh, great, I'm going to keep the uh, Trump idea of linking U.S. prices to foreign prices, and I'm going to expand it beyond Part B to Part D and to private uh, plans, and we're going to say, hey, this is a Trump idea, and we'll do the really easy part, of linking U.S. prices to foreign prices, but without the hard part of convincing foreign countries to loosen their price controls, which just becomes a mechanism for adopting price controls in the United States. Yeah, which, by the way, is one of the great uh, sins of socialism as it's practiced in America, basically privatizing the upside and uh, uh, privatizing the upside and socializing the downside. Uh, it happens on issue after issue. Now, Phil Kerbett, one of the things I think it makes this issue difficult, uh, two things, really. Number one, uh, anything to do with health care is so ungodly complex, as I'm finding out dealing with uh, an elderly relative and, and navigating the maze of Medicare, Medicaid plans, which uh, obfuscate uh, everything about the issue from from people here it's it's enough to drive you crazy it's, yeah, well, it's it's enough to want to drive people to medicare, find a simplistic solution go ahead the the medicare drug pricing issue in part d uh there's a unique issue there in that uh almost all of the part d drug plans have a 25 percent copay and the copay is based on the list price but the list price is not the real price the list price is a fake price and what i mean by that is uh, the way that the pharmaceutical benefit managers, the sort of the big alliances of pharmacies that do the purchasing, the way that they do it is they go to the manufacturers and they say, we want a higher price. We want you to charge us a, a very, very high price, and we want you to give us a large rebate. And we'll pocket the rebate and divert it to profits, but we want that high list price 
so that we can charge a 25% copay based on that at the register. And in any other government program, this would be considered an illegal kickback. Yeah. Uh, but there is an exemption from the federal anti-kickback law uh, that is enjoyed by the pharmacy benefit managers, and that's allowed them to do this. Now, one of the recent Trump executive orders ends this practice, and of course it's being challenged in court. We'll see if it actually takes effect. We'll see if Biden keeps it. But this one I like. You know, there were all these drug orders. Some I liked, some I didn't. This one I like because what Trump basically said is, you've got to pass any of these rebates or discounts on to seniors at the point of sale. You can't charge a copay based on a fake notional list price that you're not actually paying. And so if that actually is allowed to take effect, uh, that'll have a significant impact on the price that seniors actually pay on those copays in, in Part D, especially on things like insulins that have like an average 70% rebate, uh, which tells you how fake the list price is. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that has to be difficult about trying to educate people about the downside of price controls and the effect it has on, R and, on R&D, on, on the, the process of developing new medication, uh, is uh, is that the process is so unbelievably complex, almost as complex as the insurance plans that we just discussed, Phil Kerpen. I mean, it's often said you don't know what you got until it's gone. And, boy, you even know less of what you got if you have no understanding of, of how the process works. I mean, the United States is practically unique in the world in terms of having this huge, incredibly innovative pharma, uh, pharmaceutical sector. And... Not, and and try to convince people who can't understand this, this system uh, about what we could lose has got to be the frustrating part. It's, it's, it's a huge job, Phil Kerpen. Yeah, it's very challenging. And uh, the fact that um, the fact that the Trump administration sort of took the first step right on their way out the door here towards adopting foreign price controls domestically, um, it makes it one of the number one most serious threats, I think, to, you know, to our market system and to continued innovation, because you're going to the Biden administration basically come in and say, oh, this is this great bipartisan idea. Uh, we're just going to adopt foreign prices in the U.S. And uh, look, we're going to save all this money and it'll be good politics in the near term. It'll feel really good. People will be paying less, uh, but it'll be devastating to pharmaceutical research and development because they will not do the other half of the equation. They will not convince other countries to raise their prices and meet us in the middle. In fact, you know, when Trump actually convinced Canada and Mexico to pay more for biotech drugs in the USMCA, uh, Nancy Pelosi insisted that he take that out of the agreement. And so that ended up being, that was one of her must-haves. She said, you can't have other countries pay more for drugs. That's not right. Uh, of course, you know, we understand what Trump was trying to do was get them to pay more so we could pay less. Uh, but, you know, the, the Democrats are totally against that. I'm not quite sure why. Uh, but we're not going to get that half. We're not going to have them meeting us in the middle. And, you know, if we adopt a strategy of just saying, hey, whatever the lowest price is in a country where government sets the price, that's going to be the price now in the United States. Uh, we will devastate private research and development. And frankly, you know, private pharmaceutical R&D is over $200 billion a year. Yeah. Uh, you know, the idea that you could somehow replace that if you disincentivize it through government policy is incredibly naive. Uh, first of all, even if government spending were just as effective as private sector spending, you're talking over $2 trillion over 10 years. That you're going to somehow have to figure out how to finance or get a uh, tax hike or however you're going to pay for it. That's an extremely heavy and unlikely lift to ever happen. And then, of course, you know, government research because government is not nearly as good at anything as private sector entities that are subject to competitive pressures will never be as good. And so you maybe it would cost a lot more than that to try to replace it. And I just think, you know, we are so close to major breakthroughs right now on all sorts of cancers, on Alzheimer's, even on anti-aging in general, uh, uh, to, to just destroy the engine of that, which is the ability to earn a market return for a limited period of time in the one country in the world that still allows it, I think would be a huge disaster. Uh, and I understand what Trump was trying to do. If you could get the other half of the puzzle of getting these other rich countries to loosen their price controls and meet in the middle, I'd be all for it. But uh, I'm afraid now we're going to get the easy part without the hard part, and it's going to be really devastating for you know 
the development of new cures in, in the coming decades if that happens. And by the way, this hits a lot of pocketbooks here in the Twin Cities. I mean, the Twin Cities area is disproportionately represented by especially pharmaceutical startups and, and pharmaceutical research companies. We're famous for our medical devices and certainly for our huge health insurance conglomerates here in the Twin Cities. But there is an awful lot of small biotech and, and pharmaceutical work going on here has been for a long time. And this could potentially wipe out that market, which if you, economics 252 is eventually going to come around to your pocketbook. So it's not an abstract concept here in the Twin Cities. So Phil Kirpin, uh, we got a few minutes left here. Uh, let me ask you this. We see what the problem is. We see how complicated it is going to be to fight. How do we fight this issue with a lot of people out there who are thinking, huh, free stuff or at least cheap stuff with no consequences. It's a seductive message. How do we beat that message, Phil Kirpin? Well, I think we've really got to focus on sort of the downside. And, you know, the, uh, all these other countries that do have price controls, they eventually get all, this, all the drugs. Uh, they do. They get that free ride, but they don't get them right away the way we do. Uh, there's often a long period of waiting and new drugs to develop before they're added to these government-run programs in these other countries. And so that's probably the most immediate negative thing that people would potentially understand is, look, uh, you might get drugs eventually, but you're not going to get them nearly as fast in a government-price-controlled kind of system. Uh, and, you know, we have all these examples of that, and I think that, that may explain it too. But, you know, look, the, the main pitch has just got to be, you know, whether you like them or dislike them, and, you know, people – love to hate the pharmaceutical companies, you know, if you need a treatment for a disease or a condition that you've got, you want it to exist. Uh, And nothing has driven that home more, I think, than what we've gone through this year with with coronavirus and, uh, you know, the ability of the, uh, you know, the development of these monoclonal antibodies, which are now very, very effective treatments for people who are in high-risk groups, as well as the vaccines being done in under a year. And if we don't have robust private sector pharmaceutical companies I don't think any of that stuff happens, no matter how much money you put into it and how much you know, government effort you put into it. And if we start to say, look, you know, you spend billions of dollars developing a drug and then Nancy Pelosi is going to decide how much you can charge for it or, yeah. you know, some politician or bureaucrat in Europe because we're going to link our prices to theirs. Uh, you know, what are we going to miss out on when we undercut those capabilities and uh, we, we undercut the market return on, you know, I mean, investors don't have to put billions of dollars into developing new drugs. They can go into the financial sector they can go invest in something you know their capital is uh, very competitive yep. and if there's not a return on capital uh, it'll go into something else so final question here phil kirp and by the way from the uh, from americancommitment.org and i will post the link at shot in the dark info as soon as we're off the air here phil uh, for the members of the audience, other than learning the facts of this Byzantine but vital issue, what can the typical citizen, the typical talk radio listener do to help direct this issue in the right direction? Well, what we've been doing, um, what we've been doing is uh, just trying to build awareness of the sort of corrosive role that AARP plays in all of these healthcare debates because. Uh, they always carry the water of the health insurance interest, particularly United Health, which gives, which pays them more money than all of their membership dues combined. And United owns one of the pharmacy benefit managers, OptumRx, so they like that uh, system we were talking about, where they have the kickback exemption. And uh, you know, all of these healthcare debates, they they just kind of weigh in as the 800-pound gorilla and sort of blow things out of the water. More often than not, in my opinion, in the wrong direction. And so, what we've been doing right now before we get into sort of the specific healthcare debates that are going to occur next year in the new administration. Because we don't know exactly what those are going to look like, but what we've been doing right now is encouraging people to write letters to Congress that just kind of say, you know, AARP doesn't really speak for seniors. They speak for insurance interests. Make sure you discount whatever they say so they don't, you know, come in next year and just uh, rule the roost in whatever uh, direction the healthcare debates are going. So that's our immediate action item, since we don't have something more specific in terms of uh, legislation on the table. And we do have a form letter uh, on AmericanCommitment.org. If you go uh, right on the top there to our commitment just for the senior stage, if you want to send that off or edit it however you like or get more information, uh, and that's all on the American Commitment website. And the website, by the way, AmericanCommitment.org. I am posting a link to the page as well as uh, there's a specific page on this issue, the Pelosi drug plan. Phil Kirpin, thank you very much for joining us here today. This is a deceptively vital issue, uh, and don't I know it these days. Thank you so much for your time today. 
All right, have a good one. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280. The Patriot, go nowhere. The fun is technically five-eighths over, and yet thus just beginning. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Hi, this is PJ from PJ's Appliance Outlet, your local, family-owned, and operated appliance store. No matter where you live in the Twin Cities, PJ's is worth the drive. We're centrally located in Plymouth. Just this past month, we've had satisfied customers from Maple Grove, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Eden Prairie, Bloomington, all over the Twin Cities. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores by simply providing over-the-top customer service, great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You can save hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars on brand new warranted name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers, dishwashers and freezers, top brands like LG, Frigidaire and much more. Come visit our showroom today and ask for PJ, Bob or Jake or visit our website at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. That's pjsapplianceoutlet.com where every deal is a steal. The Patriot Freedom Fan Club and New American Funding want to pay your mortgage next year. This is Tom Matiney from New American Funding, and I'm excited to be the sponsor of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. If you win, we'll pay your mortgage or rent for all of next year. That's extra money to take your family on vacation, put in a pool, or to help a friend in need. Enter once a day from now through December 20th at am1280thepatriot.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle from the Patriot Freedom Fan Club and me, Tom Matiney, at New American Funding. The holidays will be different this year. Also different is the way you have been and will be doing business. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers who are still making buying decisions this year and for next. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers learn more at surroundmsp.com surroundmsp.com connecting you with new customers you listen every day i never miss it so now it's time for you to join the conversation who me like am 1280 the patriot on facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives you can also enter to win prizes learn about upcoming events and more Hey, don't forget, stop on by the Patriot. We're down here on uh, Cliff Road, about a block or two east of Cedar, about a mile west of 35E. We're looking better than ever. In fact, you could almost say that uh, we look fly, as the kids are saying. Well, okay, as the kids are saying 30 years ago. Uh, thanks to Roof to Deck Restoration, uh, Decoration, I should say. <laughs> our offices and studios covered with red, white, and blue Christmas lights showing our pride and our festive cheer. So... Stop on by sometime and uh, take a gander. We're just off of Highway 77. That's Cedar, right by the big radio tower. So do it. Red, white, and blue Christmas decorations powered by Roof to Deck Decoration. They did it for us. They can do it for you. That's one of their little side hustles there. Folks at Roof to Deck. Roof to Deck are uh, brilliant at the exterior decoration business as well. Check them out. Um, and we, we, we put our uh, building where our mouth is on that, uh, on that front here. Anyway, 651-289-4488 is the number to call should you care to join us. And uh, perhaps you've heard there's a bit of an epidemic going on out there. Pandemic uh, has been <laughs> the number one story of the year for you know, nine, going on 10 months now. And if there are, there's one thing you can count on in this world is that uh, Democrats won't waste a crisis and that they will. Okay, if there's two things in the world that you can count on is that Democrats will not waste a crisis 
and they will bag on Republicans any way they can, uh, fairly or not, legitimately or not. And that if, okay, if there's three things you can count on Democrats for it. Number one, uh, they won't waste a crisis. Number two, they will uh, play dirty and below the belt against Republicans in any way they can, uh, unless it furthers their narrative. And, well, you get where I'm going here. The big story, I don't know, going back a, a few months, I mean, you basically can find any number of stories that we're going to bring, uh, bring, bring Minnesota down in terms of Bring, bring death and destruction and, and totally destroy the Minnesota healthcare system when it comes to COVID. And you can sort of trace the, the, the history of this crisis in Minnesota back through a number of, of these episodes. First of all, it was the South Dakota meatpacking plants, the pork plants in the Sioux Falls area, and by the way, the Southwest Minnesota area, which uh, share an awful lot of people as well as a lot of air. Uh, and, and, and the outbreaks early in the pandemic back in how April and May, I believe, uh, were going to bring everything to a screeching halt here in Minnesota, except they didn't. I mean, it was difficult, but it would, it, everyone survived. Then, it, then it, it became Sturgis. Actually, in between the two, there was the uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court throwing out uh, Governor Evers's uh, unconstitutional restrictions because, thankfully for Wisconsin, earlier generations of Wisconsin business—I'm uh, sorry, Wisconsin legis- legislators—realized that you couldn't necessarily count on governors being ethical and knowing their place in the grand scheme of things in terms of checks and balances. And so they put some restrictions on governors' emergency powers that are almost non-existent in Minnesota, except as Ray gun rights. Fortunately, in 2015, Minnesota's gun rights groups fixed that, preempted government overreach in that area. And that's just about the only area in which Governor Klink is not foreclosed from drastic authoritarian action. Thankfully, because you know darn well he'd have done it. So there was Wisconsin's uh, situation, which was going to destroy Minnesota. Which, by the way, if you look at the stats today, you'll note that while Minnesota has a larger, excuse me, while Wisconsin has a larger and denser population than Minnesota, their death rate is lower than Minnesota's. Uh, And then, by the way, it was Sturgis in July, the uh, Sturgis motorcycle rally. Uh, (laughs) The media, uh, operating in its capacity as PR firm for the Democrats, uh, basically not only predicted death and and misery coming out of the Sturgis motorcycle rally, but in fact, fraudulently, I mean, in an intellectual sense, uh, blamed virtually every case of COVID in the upper Midwest on Sturgis, burying the fact weeks later that, in fact, they could legitimately trace one death and about 80 infections in the state of Minnesota to Sturgis. Again, uh, a nothing burger uh, cooked in the middle of a massive crowd. And oh, after that, around that time, there was the rodeo. You remember that? The rodeo up in northern Minnesota that was the super spreader that was going to denude northern Minnesota of people. And yet there are people still alive in northern Minnesota. The existence of states nearby that weren't mandating masks, which by the way, up until fairly recently, had lower per capita death tolls than Minnesota. Uh, seems not to have, have, have denuded the rest of Minnesota of people. One, another event in this train of, of, of woe was an episode in northern Minnesota where a GOP group held a, uh, a get-together without undue precautions in a restaurant uh, it, in a cold stretch, one of the few cold uh, stretches we've had here in Minnesota. Uh, and it did lead to a bit of a tragedy. Uh, state uh, Minnesota State Republican Senator Jerry Ralph has died due to complications from COVID-19. The 76-year-old Vietnam veteran began serving in the uh, Minnesota State Senate in 2017 and represented the 14th district that includes St. Cloud. His wife confirmed the news of his death in a statement published in the Minnesota Senate Republicans Caucus website last night. Quote, I'm heartbroken to have to share that my husband, Jerry Ralph, 
has passed away and entered his heavenly home. Jerry was a beloved father, husband, grandfather. He was a Marine Corps veteran who served in Vietnam, an attorney, a small businessman, and a dedicated public servant in the Minnesota Senate, uh, according to uh, spouse Peggy Broker Ralph. Interesting part there, of course, is uh, during the last election, the the DFL was doing this, issuing the because he's in a very swingy district. The DFL was bagging on him uh, and his character and his persona to say <laughs> like their lives depended on it. I mean, they played dirty as they play with every politician in every swing district. Now, of course, well, they're 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 holding him out as an example of all the things that uh, we should be doing better when it comes to COVID because there's the only good Republican, if you are a Democrat, a DFLer in the state of Minnesota, is a dead one. They're the ones that serve your purposes. <sighs> My condolences to the Ralph family. And more on, on that, on, on the approaches Republicans should be taking to the COVID pandemic when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Election fraud, radical abortion rights, open borders, riots in our streets, and regime changes in other nations. Meet George Soros, an atheist and one of the most dangerously influential people in America, pouring millions of dollars into the leftist agenda, instigating society's demoralization to control a free people and destroy the foundations of Christianity and our constitutional order. Watch the new film, Billionaire Radical. George Soros and the scheme to remake America. Online at SalemNow.com. See the movie that George Soros and the far left don't want you to see. Learn the truth and prepare to be shocked. Billionaire Radical. George Soros and the scheme to remake America. Online at SalemNow.com for just $9.99 or buy the DVD for just $12.99. Visit SalemNow.com and use promo code Minneapolis to save 20%. Get a $4,000 whole house water softener system for just $2,000 through this special offer from Commerce Water and this station. The Vortex whole house water softener from Commerce Water eliminates hardness and chlorine with just one tank, saving you money, water, and resources. The result is crystal clear, soft, odor-free water. There's only one of these half-price water systems. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab, then half-price offers, or call the station now at 651-289-4413. We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son, founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget, Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher are going to lead you, yes, you, on an extraordinarily 10-day adventure through Israel. The Stand with Israel Tour coming up October 27th through November 5th of this year. Explore Galilee, Jerusalem, Tel Aviv, the Dead Sea, and more while getting expert insight on the land 
and the historic sites that abound in the area. Enjoy luxury accommodations, delicious food, and by the way, ain't no food like Israeli food, yum. And uh, safe transportation on this once-in-a-lifetime experience. Prager and Gallagher will lead the trip and provide a conservative perspective on the incredible land of Israel. Learn about worry-free booking at am1280thepatriot.com. Yeah, you can book and not be worrying about risking a ton of money on the trip. It's amazing how this has become an issue for everyone this last year, huh? 651-289-4488, the number to call. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. Don't forget Brad Carlson coming up tomorrow from uh, 1 to 3 on, our, uh, on this station in King Banyan every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. So... I am going to poke a grizzly bear here right now. I'm going to take a big stick and poke a big, angry grizzly bear. Now, you know me. I am not one who has a great deal of respect for those who enforce our election system, who who run it and who enforce the, quote, laws we have regarding Minnesota's election system here in the state of Minnesota. I have been on record as being deeply suspicious of them for 12 years now, ever since the Frank and Coleman uh, contest showed that not only do they play for keeps, but they do play dirty. I mean, it isn't the Minnesota Voters Alliance has been doing sterling essential work on this issue for years, and they led the way 10, 12 years ago in finding the fact that the uh, that, that a good thousand people who weren't supposed to have voted voted and voted overwhelmingly for Al Franken. I mean, we know this for a fact. Uh, I should say we we know for a fact they voted. We can infer that they voted probably by a four to one margin for Al Franken because they were felons who'd been released from jail. Voted fraudulently after having signed paperwork saying they knew they weren't supposed to be voting because they were yo parolees. And you relinquish your right to vote until your rights are specifically restored by a judge. There were, this is not even an arguable fact, there were a thousand such votes known to have occurred in 2008. Uh, These were a thousand people who weren't supposed to vote. 800 of them, if you believe the polling of of electoral preferences by ex-convicts, 800 of those votes went for Al Franken, which is more than enough to have swung the recount by the 500-vote margin that did, in fact, swing during that execrable recount. I also know for a fact, because this is a matter of judicial record, that the Secretary of State's office, Steve Simon, is defying three court orders to turn over information that might allow outside parties to investigate his office's fealty to the law. And by the way, the law itself is a problem here, which leads me to my, my subject for this next segment, maybe two. Conservatism above most things, especially American conservatism, is about the rule of law rather than the rule of man. It's about a system and a process and a body of law that guides our interactions, not the passions of individuals, Uh, least of all the passions of single individuals that serve as the focus for the passions of the masses. We are, in short, as conservatives, people who are supposed to uphold and trust the order that comes from the rule of law rather than the order that comes from individual people, male or female, be they monarchs, be they dictators, or be they popular politicians who support that which we support. That is supposed to separate conservatives from the opposition. And we know the other side is is very prone to to endorsing and uplifting cults of personality, not just big evil cults of personality, Mao and, and uh, Chairman Mao Zedong and, and uh, Kim Jong-un 
and his father and grandfather in North Korea, uh, who were the ultimate cults of personality, uh, along with their forebears, the likes of Lenin and Stalin and Hitler and Mussolini, cults of personality built on enshrining a person as the, the locus of all power. And, and yes, those are some big, inflammatory, real, genuinely evil examples, every last one of them. You don't have to swing for the fences in terms of evil, though, to find these cults of personality. Barack Obama was a classic example. I mean, you saw it in the weeks after his election and the weeks leading up to his election, this enshrinement of Obama as, as a pseudo-religious figure by many people who you might think would know better and who observe very little in, in terms of formal religion otherwise. My favorite example uh, a, a woman and a journalist who referred to, uh, an opinion journalist, but a journalist nonetheless, who referred to Obama as the light worker, as the person who was going to step in and save America from itself, a, a political messiah, if you will. A, a role, by the way, he seemed to embrace for himself. I mean, his inauguration speech was a bit of soaring rhetoric that was also deeply nauseating if you believe that her elected leaders are supposed to be custodians of the rule of law rather than personas that through the the, the power of their own personality will save us. Save us from what? Government is, is you know, we, another, another facet of conservatism is we reject utopianism, and progressivism is all about creating utopias, but we're going to focus on the cult of personality. Because when conservatives, or at least Republicans, embrace the cult of personality, it, it doesn't work well either. I mean, my favorite example is Ron Paul. My favorite historical example is Ron Paul, at least in recent years. And don't get me wrong, love Ron Paul, certainly in the supporter of his son, Rand, and his mission in, in the Senate. And I, and I supported him while he was in play for president, uh, both times that he's been in office and, and running for the presidency. But Ron Paul, among his supporters, certainly did develop a cult of personality that carried him a lot farther than your normal libertarian politician. And it, it was, and with all due respect to those of you in the audience who were and perhaps remain big Ron Paul supporters, he had a benign, in a benign way, but very much had the effect of being a cult of personality for his, his supporters. The idea that if we elect him as president somehow against all the odds, he will save us from ourselves notwithstanding the fact that there was absolutely no plan whatsoever, no movement whatsoever to elect a couple of hundred Paulite Congress people to support his plans once he got to office, and that, ironically, the only way any portion of his plan was going to come to fruition was if he, ironically, staged a coup and seized absolute libertarian power and forced libertarianism on Americans against their will. I play that for laughs, but I mean, it's true. And yeah, Donald Trump, I didn't vote for him in 2016, in part because I feared what his trade war rhetoric would do, wrongly, largely, not entirely, but largely wrongly. I never have liked his personality, and I still don't much, although I will give him credit for what he did right during his four years in office, and there was quite a bit of it, which annoys the bejeevers out of my never-Trumper friends when I say that. There are things about Donald Trump that uh, I, I think the nation is much better off for having had him in the White House, and there's a few things that I think we're worse off for. Spending. He spends like a Democrat. Would that have changed with another term in office? We may not know anytime soon. But to a number of his supporters quite a few of his supporters, quite frankly and disturbingly, uh, support for Trump is enough of a cult of personality that it's developed his own name, Trumpism. And that's not just a derogatory by his, his opponents in the Republican Party. I've heard Trump supporters refer to themselves as Trumpists. 
as in as opposed to being Republicans. The idea that keeping Donald Trump in office is the same qua non, the goal, the, 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 the supreme goal of all of our activities, that only Donald Trump can save us, that a, that a populist utopia awaits if only we exert our efforts for Donald Trump. And I get it. That's how he, that's how he built his exceedingly unlikely run for his first term in office. But we're now in a situation where the election results are disputed. But according to the process we have and the laws that exist in the several states, the case isn't there to overturn the election. Judging by the the many, many court cases that have been attempted and failed and failed pretty badly in most cases, getting dismissed as summary judgments because no matters of law were brought into play, which is the important distinction here, which a lot of people miss. No matters of law were were brought up in the petitions that that led to the filing of the cases, which means that in some cases there wasn't a very good case. In other cases, that the laws are written such that it's impossible to prove any malfeasance, such as the law in Minnesota that I mentioned earlier, that I didn't know, Your Honor, is considered a valid defense for election fraud unless you sign parole papers, which will bring us to our big issue when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, We were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. Step into hunting season with Red Wing Shoes. We feature quality and long-lasting Irish Setter hunting boots. Our insulated and waterproof hunting footwear will help keep you warm and dry in the stand this fall. Social distancing and cleaning frequently. Our friendly fit experts are available to help find the right boot for your hunting needs. Stop into our stores in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, or St. Cloud. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. What a wild ride it's been. High highs to low lows. 2020 has been the year of extremes. Tune into this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike to hear lessons you can use from these dizzying economic swings. These are lessons learned sometimes the hard way. When markets make rapid moves up and down, your ability to navigate the extremes can make all the difference for a successful retirement. Listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, noon Saturday on AM 1280 The Patriot, or call them now, 855-231-6010. Imagine doing one thing that could give you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. I assume you would feel it was worth it. Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel, October 2021. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. I'll introduce you to the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of a truly remarkable nation. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity. With expert guides and important lectures at key sites, we'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. To come with me to Israel in 2021, call 855-565-5519. That's 855-565-5519. Or book online at standwithisraeltour.com. Standwithisraeltour.com. Is your pressure washer well-maintained and in safe working order? From the burner to the pump, a good pressure washer is designed to work well and be safe to operate. Worn hoses, scale buildup, and unloaders out of adjustment are all safety concerns. Give us a call today to find out what we can do for you. Buy local, buy quality, visit AmericanPressure.com.
Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join, so visit am1280thepatriot.com today. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, don't forget, you'll be lifted up and inspired by the real-life rags-to-riches story we call Poor to CEO. Actually, I believe the subject calls it Poe to CEO. The incredible journey of Herman Cain. You'll be in awe at his humble beginnings, his commitment to bedrock values, and his steadfast faith. From his radio career to his rise as CEO of Godfather's Pizza, yum, and victory over cancer. Stream it on demand at SalemNow.com. Use the promo code Minneapolis. To save 20%. There's so much great stuff out on SalemNow.com. Uh, check it out. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot, uh, urging you to check out SalemNow.com. A lot of great movies out there, uh, including documentaries, the whole nine yards. Anyway, for the break, talking about uh, the, 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 the idea that conservatism is about rejecting the notion of the cult of personality, which is the very opposite of rule of law as opposed to the rules of, of, of men. Now, I have been of the opinion that the, the biggest loser uh, in this past electoral cycle was the term Kraken, as in release the Kraken. If you don't get the movie reference, that's fine. I, I never saw it either, but it's it's supposed to say, ooh, something big's coming. And, well, that certainly has turned out uh, because of the various laws involved, either the, the vacuity of the, of the uh, petitions or the laws in the state uh, that are applicable to the various lawsuits, the, uh, the, the, the Kraken has turned out to be more like Tweety Bird. Now, in some cases, this may be because nothing useful was brought up in the petitions, and you might wonder why they were written in the first place. In others, well, I'll give you this example for those of you who haven't had to sit and learn a whole lot about how the law works. The the, the, the key, one, one big key to, to filing any legal action is some matter of law has to be in play in the in in the petition that you're filing. By the way, this is, I'm talking about civil court proceedings. Although same thing holds true in criminal court as well. There has to be a law that was violated. Uh, to to bring a charge against someone in criminal court. In civil court, there has to be a matter of law that was violated that allows you to file, uh, to petition for the redress of grievances uh, that, are, uh, that are involved here. Now, here's a quick example. In Minnesota, the law is such that I didn't know, Your Honor, is considered a valid grounds for, uh, for, for not getting convicted of election fraud unless you signed parole paperwork indicating you knew that you're disenfranchised. Those are the only people really in effect under Minnesota law that can be convicted of anything because they have violated a law that exists. Now, if I were to go to the Ramsey County Courthouse and file a petition for a trial, I file a lawsuit against the state of Minnesota saying that, uh, look at all these people saying, uh, I didn't know. I couldn't uh, vote under these circumstances, and they don't, and we don't have any parole paperwork associated with any of them. I can sue, and t- I can, I can, I can spend the the filing pay, uh, fee if I want, but the court will throw the case out because it's a you know, no matter of law is being argued here. It's a waste of everyone's time. Although, thank you, we will take your check. That has been a problem with quite a number of these cases from what I've seen, from what lawyer friends of mine have told me, and, and, I, and I, I'll have to take their word for it. But turns out the term Kraken wasn't the biggest loser. Now, according to a piece uh, on Pajamas Media by Jay Christian Adams, uh, the real loser, the biggest loser on election night was Eric Holder, who raised tens of millions of dollars to make America safe for Democratic redistricting. That's their big goal is to gerrymander the districting so that the Democrats have 10 years of of highly advantageous uh, electoral landscape. The red wave, however, turned Holder's dreams into dust at the state legislative level. State legislators are where the uh, uh, redistricting happens, and the GOP flipped three chambers red, gaining 192 state House seats and 40 state Senate seats nationwide. Republicans now control both House and Senate chambers in 31 states. 
And the country remains a huge swath of red legislative control with Democrats largely stuck out there on the coast. This wasn't supposed to happen, by the way. I mean, we were supposed to lose the Senate here in Minnesota, and this was true in many other states. Uh, the wave that was predicted was, was gargantuan, indeed a kraken. The president isn't supposed to lose when all the Republicans are winning. Says J. Christian Ann uh, Adams, something is fishy. And indeed, says Adams, something profoundly fishy, fishy happened in this past election. And I quote, but it wasn't the Kraken or Venezuelan communists running remote software when they can't even make the red lights work in their own country. These shiny objects will play out with time and examination of evidence. What happened is something more fundamental and profound. What happened in 2020 is cultural and systemic and sadly generally legal. Until Republicans and, more importantly, Trump supporters understand what happened to them this year, it'll happen again. Two things happened, says Adams. First, COVID led to a dismantling of state election integrity laws by everyone except the one body with the constitutional prerogative to change the rules of electing the president, the state legislatures. Second, the Center for Technology and Civic Life happened. If, says Adams, you are focused on goblins in the voting machines but don't know anything about the CTCL and what they did to defeat Donald Trump, it's time to up your game. The center and allied groups are responsible for building an urban get-out-the-vote machine of the sort that Democrats could only dream up on a bender fueled by jugs of Merlot and the legalized pot they could smoke. The Capital Research Center has this deep dive into what the Center for Technology and Civil Life did just in Georgia. It starts with this. This year, left-leading donors Mark Zuckerberg and wife Priscilla Chan gave a $350 million to an allegedly nonpartisan nonprofit, the Center for Tech and Civic Life, the CTCL, which in turn re-granted the funds to thousands of government election officials around the country to, quote, help conduct the 2020 election. Help. What these grants did was help build a structural bias into the 2020 election where structural bias matters most in densely populated urban cores. It converted election offices into key jurisdictions with deep reservoirs of Biden votes into Formula One turnout machines. Hundreds of millions of dollars built systems, hired employees from activist groups, bought equipment and radio advertisements. It did everything that street activists could ever dream up to turn out Biden votes if only they had all the funding in the world. They had unlimited funding because billionaires made cash payments to 501c nonprofit charities that in turn made cash payments to government election offices, doubling the budgets in some places, inevitably blue areas. See, they're not nonpartisan. CTC dollars flowed through all of the big, big blue cities and, and slanted the system perfectly legally. It says Adams. The plan worked. In case you didn't follow, hundreds of millions of private charitable dollars flowed into key urban county election offices in battleground states. The same private philanthropic largesse did not reach red counties. I'll post the rest of the article at shotinthedark.info momentarily here. Thanks for tuning in. My last broadcast of this year. I'll see you right after New Year's. Thanks for tuning in. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Blessed New Year. God bless you all. God bless America. This service member's greeting is brought to you by Snelling Heating. Hello, my name is Ensign Brian Hart. I'm stationed in the U.S. Navy. Hi to my mom, Jolene, my stepdad, Todd. Happy holidays to you all. Snelling Heating is proud to salute our soldiers serving to keep us safe this holiday. At Snelling, they work 24-7 to keep you and your family safe and warm on our cold Minnesota nights. Be sure your family is safe this holiday by scheduling a 21-point furnace check today at SnellingCompany.com. Our culture continues to struggle to find its footing. Heritage Christian Academy's footing remains secure. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of all we do. Come see how a Bible-based academic education can support the values and teaching of your Christian home. Plan to attend Prospective Family Information Night on January 12th at 7 p.m. Staff will be on hand to provide information, answer questions, and conduct tours in a safe, no-contact environment. Space is limited. RSVP by visiting heritageweb.org. That's heritageweb.org. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. 
Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join me every Sunday at 4 p.m. for the Victory Hour when we will talk politics, Israel, and the law. The Victory Hour, Sunday afternoons at 4, here on The Patriot. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. Election fraud, radical abortion rights, open borders, riots in our streets, and regime changes in other nations. Meet George Soros, an atheist and one of the most dangerously influential people in America, pouring millions of dollars into the leftist agenda, instigating society's demoralization to control a free people and destroy the foundations of Christianity and our constitutional order. Watch the new film, Billionaire Radical, George Soros and the Scheme to Remake America. Online at SalemNow.com. See the movie that George Soros and the far left don't want you to see. Learn the truth and prepare to be shocked. Billionaire Radical, George Soros and the Scheme to Remake America. Online at SalemNow.com for just $9.99 or buy the DVD for just $12.99. Visit SalemNow.com and use promo code Minneapolis to save 20%. I was drinking through the day without my spouse knowing it would be hidden in the room, tucked in a corner, or in a slipper. I came to Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge, and I couldn't be happier. It changed my whole life. You are not alone, and you can take the first step towards freedom from addiction by calling Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge at 612-FREEDOM, or you can text MNTC to 900-900, or go online to mntc.org slash not alone. AM 1280, The Patriot is 